0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: This is Hollywood Behind Closed Doors with Frank McKay on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Frank McKay here with just uh, honestly an icon of horror, a major stuntman, a wonderful actor, and an author, if you get his bio, it is it is absolutely terrific. I've given it out as presents to to people who love Kane Hodder. And he's done so much. I, you know, so many people uh, know him as, as Jason or Leatherface or whatever. But he is an icon, an icon. The book is absolutely great. We'll talk about that as we let him go. But let's get him started. Haunted Hayride is his latest. And absolutely thrilled to have horror icon Kane Hodder. Kane, how are you?
2: I'm doing great, Frank. Thank you for inviting me on here. And uh, yeah, the the Haunted Hayride film is kind of come br- bringing me full circle from my very first experience at signing autographs and meeting fans was at a Haunted Hayride in Massachusetts back in oh man, it must have been 1990 or something. And uh, you know now this film. Takes place in a similar situation, and I I I don't want to give anything away, but um, violent things might be happening on this film.
0: Yeah, something tells me we could expect to see some violence, and and I'll tell you, I've I know
2: it. it, It's kind of you you know it kind of telegraphs. (laughs) Oh, Kane's in it. Oh, okay, I guess that's going to be violent.
0: It's not going to be a rom-com. It's not going to be. A, it's not going to be a sappy tear-jerker. It's going to be tough, and it's going to be enjoyable and and just great. By the way, this must be your Super Bowl uh, Halloween time for you. And and I'll tell you, I could watch you all year ro- round, but Halloween has to be has to be absolute Super Bowl time for you.
2: Oh, it is. And, and the whole season, you know, for really september and october and people are getting into the halloween spirit and everything it's a it's perfect time to have people like me around and and all my friends there's so many of us that do these horror conventions and obviously they're profitable but part of the biggest most enjoyable part is just hanging out with friends that you've done films with before and you know you've known for many years i've known robert england since before either one of us was known as our character so that's how far we go back and it's just you know it's a lot of fun it's a big family and the horror family is very loyal
0: you know you've talked about it before i've never had you I've had you on the show, but I never had you tell this story, but there was a great story to talk you mentioned horror festivals, and I think it was your first one ever, and it's just a wonderful story. It should be in a movie, and it's it's just absolutely terrific. Do you know what I'm referring to?'m not sure I, I think so. You asked the show i d it's uh it, you know it, it's a bit well. Listen, give us give us a little something about uh, a, a, any experience you had at at a horror festival. I mean, you're you're running across, a, and again, I go to them myself, so I'm not disparaging folks. But you come across some weird characters also, and you're coming across some probably scarier characters than you and Robert England. You know, there's a lot of folks here. Can you give us a good story about a a horror festival you've been to?
2: Oh boy, there are so many so many stories. I mean, you know. When, when, when I'll have somebody come up to my table and show me a picture of me holding an infant at a convention. And now they're standing in front of me asking me to hold their child to, to, wow. uh, kind of mimic the picture we did in the past. That, yeah, that's an amazing thing. Well, the first time that happened, I just couldn't believe it that I've been doing this appearance stuff regarding horror films for so long that I have just a huge family and you know there's people that at conventions like there was one time a guy said, I know you're gonna think I'm crazy and I that I'm not serious, but please would you just punch me in the face <laughs> no. And uh just so you could have a be able to say, Yep, Kane Hodder punched me in the face and uh I said, No, I can't really do that, and then I punched him, so he got his wish.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it'd be funny if you got hit with a lawsuit right after, hey, punch me in the face, what can I do? But uh, anyway, it's... Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I bet tattoos. I I imagine people walk up to you all the time and show you Jason tattoos or Kane tattoos. You must have seen a lot of that.
2: Oh, yeah. There's... I mean, uncountable number of times I've seen people with Jason tattoos. But when it's a tattoo of my face and not in character, that's when I started really being surprised and wow, why would you want my face on you if if you know if it's not the character? And then you know, it's a big trend also to sign with a Sharpie on someone's body Next to their tattoo, and then they tattoo the signature. So we've all we've all done that uh, over the years as well.
0: Well, I haven't, but, but guys like you and Robert Englund—that's <laughs> for sure. I imagine you've done that yeah. more than uh, more than you can count. It's unbelievable. Uh, oh yeah. What? Hey, one one thing I and I've, I've even been...
2: seen some some people have recreated the tattoo I have inside my lip. I don't know if you know about that or if we ever talked about it. No. What about- I have the word kill, <laughs> the word kill tattooed inside my lower lip. And, uh, you know, that's been there for many years. And uh, I've seen fans come up and show me that they have the same thing. So I guess I'm uh, I can be a bad influence or a good one. I don't know.
0: Uh, listen, you're a great influence, and it's fun. It's uh, it, look, it's horror and it's slasher, and whatever. But it is respected. It's an art form, and and it's being respected as an art form now. And pop culture is uh, is being taken more serious than ever. Kane, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you. Can you give us a website? And if there's anything you want to point to towards the end of the year or the rest of the year that's coming up that we haven't talked about, please do so. But leave us, uh, if you have social media or, or a website you'd like to point us to, please do so.
2: Um, yeah, I, I I usually mainly use Twitter and uh, I'm on, on Cameo, and, which is a great uh, idea that I wish I had come up with where yeah. you can get a quick video from a celebrity Specifying what you want them to say. It's a great, it's a great way for people to get real personal messages. And, and you know, my, my, my book that came out 10 years ago called Unmasked about my life, there we're having an anniversary edition come out at the end of this year, uh, with the original title, Kill, of course. And, uh, it's going to have all of the stuff that's happened in the last 10 years regarding films. And then uh, a couple of things that I've always wanted to include in a book and never were able to because people didn't want to talk about it. So the people that were with me when I got burned never have told their side of the story, and they do so in the book this time. So I'm very happy that we're coming out with a new edition.
0: Kane, you're the best. Congrats on all your success, and we'll be looking for you in Haunted Hayride. Thank you very much for being here.
2: I appreciate it, Frank, and watch you back.
0: <laughs> Kane Hodder, you know his work as as Jason and Leatherface. And let me just tell you, let me just tell you, it is an art form, the the slasher film. And, and again, I've said this before, and I say it about, you know, the whole, the whole genre, people will criticize it. People will, will go nuts because it's not Citizen Kane or it's not fellini or it's not bergman but you know what it's an art form pop culture is a a tremendous force in our culture in our communities and these horror fest that are there are more popular than, than ever probably because of the walking dead they've really lit a fuse under the horror genre which you know spreads out to the slasher genre but uh, Kane Hodder, his, his book is fantastic. I, I can't believe I can't believe it's been out for 10 years. I've given that out as a, a present to different people. But there's a story, and I don't know if he wanted to tell it or not, but somebody said, hey, and it's a mutual friend of mine and Kane Hodder's, uh, they said, ask him ab- about his first time signing autographs at a horror fest. And, and that's what I was alluding to earlier. And uh, he said, I don't know if he'll talk about it, but ask him about it. So I asked him about it. And, yeah, he did. He was like, I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm not going to push him, you know. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it unless he brings it up. But, anyway, it's always worth a shot, you know, that that, that he'd say it. I'm not going to push it. And, by the way, you don't want Jason having a a death want for you ever. So, uh, no, he's a great guy. He's a big guy. He's a tough guy. He's a very, very good guy. And we've had him on the show, I, I think, you know, maybe three or four times even, and he just does uh his his job in these roles as well as anyone um long stunt man also and he uh he did the stunt for leatherface and you know uh, again jason uh, it's a whole different deal it's a whole you know legendary character that's there just like robert england and freddie krueger you know, these are characters that, that go on from movie after movie after movie, and, uh, and so be it, and it should be Kane Hodder, terrific guest, and uh, thrilled to have him get his book, Unmasked, and, uh, and check it out. Someone who is iconic, legendary, and every other adjective you could think of—he is unbelievable. If there was a horror hall of fame, Robert Englund would need a whole wing to himself. There probably is a horror hall of fame, but absolutely amazing. And uh, if you uh, if you don't believe me, you could watch any any one of his uh, one of his films. It's Freddy Krueger, but check him out on Blumhouse's Compendium of Horror. You could watch it on Epics, which is terrific, and it's a docu-series, original Epics docu-series, and who better to talk to about this than Robert Englund. Robert, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Frank. Thanks for the plug. You know, I, I just got back from Spain. I was at a film festival I'm uh, you know, playing catch-up after COVID here with people I had to turn down, and I d- had done the narration uh, for Compendium of Horror, earlier this year, but I hadn't seen any of the images or the research or the behind the scenes stuff or the interviews with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter and all the great people they got to to talk and gossip. And uh, I've, since I've been back, I've been binging it. I just got through the 70s uh, 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 sequence. And I got to tell you, this show is terrific. I'm so proud to be part of it the The research team on on the Blum the Blumhouse research team I, they just took such a deep deep dive uh, into horror and you know it goes all the way back to silent films and all the way up to practically yesterday uh, with horror films but they found images and stills and and stuff you've never seen they, they use sequences from the films that you rarely see anymore not just the cliche shot of of, you know, Linda Blair's head spinning around from The Exorcist. But they've got some real original, great backstage, behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm just, I'm just so impressed with, with the team that Blumhouse assembled for this project.
0: Blumhouse is, is absolutely terrific, and this is, uh, this is just indicative of it. Them get, being able to get you to do the narration is just wonderful. Horror has a, a loyalty uh, and it's following like like none other that I've seen. And I think, um, uh, you know, for example, your, your book, Hollywood Monster, I've given out so many of those books. People think I have stock in it. I've given it. I, I think it's just absolutely fantastic. But the people I give it to are, are horror fanatics and they're just friends of mine that, are, you know, for Christmas presents or birthday presents. But it, you've got to see that every every day of your life. I don't think there's anything I can compare it to. The loyalty to horror from the following of of horror films is just unbelievable.
1: Well, you know, at some point I made peace, you know, with the fact that my obituary will say, you know, the first thing you'll read in it is that I played Freddy Krueger. But I've done, uh, I think, over 90 movies now, feature-length films. And I think I added up, I think I've done, like, 25 horror movies plus the Freddy movies, you know, not counting the Freddy movies. So that makes it about 33 or 34. But I've, you know, there's another 60 feature-length movies out there that I've been in, and some of those are small parts, and some of those are starring roles with big stars like Jeff Bridges and Henry Fonda and stuff like that. But the great gift, you know, that uh, that that Nightmare on Elm Street gave me is. It not only made me an international actor, but people learned my name. And that's very important for an actor. And uh, I've always respected horror. And I was a fanboy when I was a child. But I'd sort of buried that under years and years of classical training and Shakespeare and avant-garde theater work. And I'd sort of forgotten it until I worked for Wes. And he really sort of taught me to respect the genre of horror again. And, uh, you know, horror has survived. You know, the the cowboy movie, we don't go see cowboy movies every Friday night anymore. But every week, every week, there's a new horror movie coming out, Uh, whether it's barbarian or, or, or whether it's, you know, uh, there's always a new horror movie coming out. Uh, It's part of the, uh, of the classic romantic comedy, you know, action movie. Uh, horror movie, and now, now the superhero films as well. And there's always one in the top ten, a fantasy film, a science fiction film, a horror film. And I'm just, you know, really proud that I, I made the decision to uh, be loyal uh, uh, to the genre because it's been very, very good to me. And I do other things all the time, but it's been very, very good to me, and it's enabled me to work all
0: over the world. It's a, listen, it's an art form, and, and, and like it or not, you're an artist. And uh, people are going to respect you uh, for your acting ability and your acting chops anywhere else, but certainly here, you've created a character that's going to last forever. You created the the on-screen boogeyman. You you created um, uh, Frankenstein or Dracula or the modern version of that. And in Compendium of Horror, I imagine uh, it, we kind of lay out the history of this. Uh, give us a little more on uh, Compendium of of Horror. And, and what it was uh what it's like being such a part of documenting history
1: well you know it it as I said, I hadn't seen any of the images and and then I, I began binging it a couple of days ago, and uh, it, it's just amazing you know you go all the way back to the silent films and all the way up to practically you know yesterday in, in the history of horror and how our society has affected the horror film and how changes have affected it. You know, Dracula by Bram Stoker and Frankenstein by Mary Shelley and, and, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the various a, a horror icons, uh, you know, that we saw, uh, Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney by uh, Gaston Leroux. These were all best-selling books as well. They were all, they all came from literature. And, and, and so those monsters gave way then to the sort of atomic age, you know, and our paranoia of the Cold War and the atomic bomb and radiation, you know, radiation monsters. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of radiation and what it's going to do. Giant, giant Godzillas and, yeah. and giant, Spiders and 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 one of the one of the things that the Blumhouse included, and I knew we were all on the same page then, with with how much we love the genre, was they highlighted the, this great film that I saw as a child uh, called Them. Yeah. You know, the giant right. ants, giant radioactive ants, and it was all shot documentary style, cinema verite, black and white. And as a child, of course, you see that. And there were already color movies when I was a child. So it looked like I was watching the news. It almost looked like newsreel, you know, and James Whitmore being very real in it. And, uh, uh, the, you know, just great shoot and run uh, handheld techniques and that sound effect for the giant ants. And that was like a really early, early haunting experience for me. As I think I saw that when I was like seven years old, six, seven, six or seven years old. You know, uh, on the on the afternoon movie or or something, but you know, I was just so happy to see that included uh, in the compendium of horror, the Blumhouse Compendium of Horror. And th- what I learned was that movie, that movie that had so, not scarred me, but stayed with me forever in the back of my little reptilian Robbie England <laughs> fanboy brain, that that movie was up for special effects Oscar. Uh, I think it lost to another favorite of mine back then when I was a child, um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and uh, with a giant squid effect, you know, by Disney, but I, just, I really feel vindicated, you know, that uh, this film uh, was nominated for an Oscar that has, that, that has been in the back of my brain forever.
0: Robert, congratulations on everything. I can't wait to watch this, and then we'll be talking about it as we let you go. Do you have a quick website or a social media site where we could follow you?
1: Well, you know, I I, 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 I Twitter... I, I Twitter a, a bit and I think that's Robert Barton England and, uh, yeah, I, I'm Robert Uh, you can look for me there and leave me messages there and, uh, it, you, get, you get access there onto my, uh, I have some great, uh, uh, a, a great filmography where that you can go to and I went way down the rabbit hole of the internet a couple of years ago with my wife and you can click on any of my movies from 1973 until you know 2020 and i've got great stills and stuff that we we found you know searching the internet and looking through my own personal archives so it's kind of fun to do on a rainy day
0: robert thanks for being here all right bye-bye robert england everyone blum house's compendium of horror compendium of horror uh, is the name of it and it's a docu-series and who better to document that than uh, than robert Englund? and uh, you know you know him as freddy krueger uh he's always going to be known as freddy krueger same way boris Karloff and and uh, lon cheney and um, bella lugosi are going to be remembered for their monsters that they Created, he created a monster, and he was and you know, writers of course, Wes Craven, um, as as the director, you know one of those staples in in horror. Uh, every once in a while, you know Jason. You can talk about Jason as well, and we've had the actor who portrays Jason on with Michael Berryman. We've uh, we've had horror icons on, and they're um, they're being elevated, and they should be. Uh, elevated to a special place in pop culture history and uh, a big reason why is is the walking dead now i mean the walk walking dead and i haven't even watched the whole series i just i've seen different uh different segments i i will i'll binge it one day and and get into it i've heard it so great and from what i've seen but uh, walking the walking dead and fear the walking dead have uh, elevated uh, the horror genre to uh to to places that it's never been before. Uh, but Friday uh, the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, they changed a lot, you know, they changed a lot of things about the uh, the genre. And before that, it was just, it was the big character, um, which I guess it's, uh, these guys created their own big character, but Frankenstein, uh, the werewolf, and, uh, and, and Dracula, um, you know, of, of the 30s, 40s, 50s. Oh, you know, we got Freddy Krueger and we just had him on. Robert Englund has been our very special guest. Blumhouse's Compendium of Horrors narrator is Robert Englund, AKA Freddy Krueger.